Hello everyone, welcome to the introductory video for a series where I explain the inner workings of social media and how React content harms everyone except the Reactors. Reactors to mean the people who watch videos and pause occasionally. I spent the last month making 7 or so videos that will release one a day after this one, and I would have made them when they were more relevant, but I was in the middle of a major project that I promised to complete. I mean, better late than never as they say. This video exists to give you a taste of what is in store, and to explain the truly strange series of events that led to these videos existing in the first place. I also want to argue why I personally believe that drama is a terrible mechanism for growth. So what the hell was with all that React drama 2 months ago? Three years ago on May 26, 2019, I released the first video of a comedy series called Can You Complete GTA 5 Without Wasting Anyone? It was my second successful YouTube series, which led to more episodes being created over time. I completed recording the footage necessary to cover the entire game in April 2020, but alas, even now, in May 2022, I still haven't finished editing it. This is largely because the series takes a staggering amount of time to edit. Not only does the raw footage total over a thousand hours, but the actual editing is by far the most complicated I do, pushing me to the limits of what I can even conceive of doing. It is fair to say that I can make dozens of easier videos for far greater exposure and profit in the time it takes to edit just one pacifist episode. But I love that series, and I love how much other people love that series, so I make sure to push aside my business interests every once in a while to make sure I complete an episode, even if it's at the expense of everything else. Noticing how long it had been since I released an episode, on February 3rd, 2022, I stated in multiple places, another episode is six months overdue, I will not do anything else until I get another episode out. This of course I fully planned to stick to, but alas, I found myself distracted. So around this time, large streamers such as XQC, Pokimane, and Hassan were rebroadcasting anime and TV series on Twitch.tv. Each of these episodes would have cost the copyright holders hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to produce, and their rebroadcasting therefore increased the risk of legal challenges against Twitch as they hold a very precarious position in regards to their liability for copyrighted content on their platform. As these creators felt untouchable due to their wealth and popularity, each felt comfortable using this content to drive traffic to their channels and thus away from others who were not as willing to break the law the platform rules and to threaten the livelihoods of others. These people gave no thought to the possibility, regardless of how slight, that their actions could jeopardize the careers of thousands of people who rely on Twitch to survive. I saw this as an escalation of the exploited business practices that I called out Asmongol for back in 2020, criticism which slightly predated the last time large Twitch streamers were criticized by a wide selection of YouTubers due to many Twitch streamers being little more than YouTube rebroadcasting machines. Immediately after this, I became aware of another scandal. Hassan Piker was criticized by the creator JXE for his practice of taking other people's videos and restreaming them without doing anything substantive to transform the content. Jay holds a position on React content that is much softer than my own, as I find the belief that you can transform anything by pressing a pause button to be quite absurd. But regardless, the general shit show between Jay and Hassan added more fuel to my desire to speak formally on the topic, in part because I consider Hassan's business model of content aggregation to conflict with his political stances and to be quite exploitative as all React content is. This will be expanded upon in future videos, but for the time being, this is a fine summation. These scandals made me very angry, as I considered them both to involve abuses of power and to be representative of a worsening unjust system where those who already have success have more success made easier for them to achieve at every turn to the detriment of everyone else. So when I sat down to film my promise of writing and editing my new episode of Pacifist Percent, I could not fully dedicate myself to doing so. I consider myself to be in a position of influence within the domains relevant to these scandals, and I therefore could not stop obsessing in my head about what I wanted to say about these perceived abuses, and it kept me from focusing on my work. After four days, I had had enough of my inner conflict, and I therefore resolved to take a little bit of time to put what was in my mind into a script for a hypothetical video. 
My goal was to point out the negative market impact that people who watch and re-upload other people's videos cause that seemingly few are aware of. I was not criticizing people who make something truly their own by using portions of another person's work, just those who upload unaltered copies of other people's work with the addition of a handful of times when they press the pause button. The original work taking days, weeks, or months to create, while the pause button pressing taking mere minutes. If this is not making sense to you, don't worry, all of it will be explained in intricate detail in the second video. But writing the script brought me no peace, as in no sense did it inform or help anyone. I therefore released the initial 3,000 words to my viewers, trying to make the document a general criticism of React content, not necessarily requiring a deeper understanding of the scandals that led to its creation. I immediately realized once I released it that my chosen style of writing was a format that was meant to be read in a YouTube video, and it contained too great a reliance on a person already having a foundational knowledge of the industries and practices I was critiquing. While I've been creating online content for 10 years, obviously a general audience has not, and even many creators don't seem to reflect on the exact nature of the industry they find themselves in. So after release, I scrambled to add additional information and make changes. The result was a new document that was double in size with a somewhat conflicting style and tone. But it did get done, and I felt 6,000 words in 7 hours or so was quite good. I felt satisfied, and I still feel so even now after finding out that there were a few errors that did exist in the document. I had at least done something to attempt to sway public opinion on what I see as the systemic abuse of others, so I went back to working on my projects. I only commented again when I was in bed, and someone on Twitter pressed me about the unconsidered implications of an offhand comment that I made towards the end of the script. I responded while still being in a state of anger, obviously not a good state of mind if you want to be tactful, especially in a domain where people have little interest in the actual intent behind your words, but that will be more explained in future videos. The aftermath, everyone responding to my scripts. Or rather most people didn't even read the script and just reacted to Charlie responding to my script. I did not expect everything that followed, partly because I had no expectations for the future. I considered the matter closed, dealt with, at least for the time being, as I wanted to get back to my actual work. Even in hindsight, I still don't think I could have seen the result coming, especially given that the initial responses to the document were quite positive or were simply requests to be more specific about what React content I was criticizing. The last time I made videos about the topic of React content, focusing on Asmongol's one true wish to re-upload the entirety of YouTube to his Twitch and YouTube channels, Asmund made sure to address this criticism privately with me. This of course in direct contrast to effectively any other criticism he's ever received. He clearly wanted as little attention paid to my criticism as possible, and this experience led me to expect that other reactors would have the same degree of self-awareness, rather than risk raising additional ire about a form of content that has been called abusive for as long as this platform has existed. Absent Charlie's unexpected response, my script would have sat online until such a time where I felt motivated to do something more with it. While I had the goal of putting React content out of my mind so I could focus on my work, obviously the exact opposite of my goal ended up happening. I now had more distractions to obsess over. After I resolved things with Charlie, to what extent they could be resolved, I went back to completing my projects. But even then, at all times, half my mind was spent working on scripts for videos that I could create the moment I was once more free to do so. I wrote dozens of pages of notes offhandedly while working on my other projects so that I would not forget all the things I wanted to say to those who commented on the fallout between me and Charlie. It did not help that so many of the things that were said were so obviously false and many of the things so stupid that it beggared belief. At least the very positive response to my latest episode suggested that these distractions did not impact the quality of the product, merely the speed at which it came out. Why don't you just stop getting involved in drama? I want to make one thing clear. I do not consider drama to be a good tool for growing a YouTube channel, and I am deeply skeptical of the motivations for people who say otherwise. I consider it a waste of time, especially due to the opportunity cost, as there's always something more important that I could be doing for my business, and it is better to make friends than enemies. The impact of drama on anything is uncertain for a host of reasons, and its effect is usually very short-lived. Bad Bunny skyrocketed into infamy as the greedy Twitch streamer who believes everyone should give her $5. $5 a month!
Her clip is still occasionally referenced, but she is effectively a dead streamer despite the massive attention. Recently, a scandal occurred where a PC company scammed a streamer out of their deservedly won giveaway PC. Dozens of videos from the highest profile tech channels covered this story. Millions of views. While clearly being in the right, this streamer gained 30,000 followers and went from being a streamer who averaged 20 viewers to a streamer who averaged 60 viewers. With Charlie and my back and forth, I lost 600 subscribers, then gained 1,000 subscribers. To put this into perspective, my video on Michael not being in witness protection that I threw together in 6 hours gained me 25,000 subscribers. You can gain with drama, you can lose with drama, hell you can do both at the same time, but rarely does it compete with just making good content. Rolling the dice and hoping to gain growth from drama, especially as an already successful content creator, is just a waste of time. And worse, it ignores the less material realities of this industry. Much of the longevity of a creator on YouTube is determined by how readily they can keep a positive and healthy mental state. If you can't, you burn out and quit. Drama always zaps your energy as you are bombarded with criticism and scrutiny from new people who have no idea who you are. You can see 100 supportive comments, but it's hard to ignore that stranger who tells you to end yourself. Even when entirely false, like 99% of everything that has ever been said on the Livestream Fails subreddit, negativity becomes burdensome. Additionally, the people who learn of you through drama are not necessarily the same sort of people who would watch your content and thus disappear quickly. Awareness marketing in general is bad. Untargeted awareness marketing is complete trash. Charlie making a video about me that had nothing to do with the normal content that I produce, and my response being the same, is obviously not going to be a better way to bring forth new viewers to watch my normal videos, compared to just spending time making a really good video and allowing the algorithm to find me more viewers who would actually want to watch me. Bare minimum, I just consider drama to be an inefficient tool for growth, used only by those who have built a brand around drama, or those who have nothing else to offer. Seeking out drama for growth is either done by the stupid, or those who are creatively bankrupt, as they have no other alternatives. This is not to criticize people who find themselves in drama due to forces outside of their control and who just try to make the best of it. You have little other choice. I suspect that the idea that drama is such an amazing way to grow is generally spread by those who want to use this claim to dismiss any criticism they receive. How often do you hear a creator being criticized and almost the first thing out of their mouth is, ah, oh, they're just criticizing me for clout. It is a very easy tool to signal to your audience that they should shut their eyes, cover their ears and continue to worship you. Do you know a better way to grow? Just collaborate with people. Little chance of it blowing up in your face, no one raging at you in the comments, and you get presented in a positive light to a new audience that you can at least have some assurance could be interested in your content if the other creator makes something similar to your own. Bottom line, I would have been perfectly happy creating a script and potentially a later video that was only watched by the people who normally watch my content. It certainly would have saved me some time as I would have had less to respond to now. If drama isn't great, then why do you get involved in drama so much? I honestly don't think I get involved in drama all that much, but I suppose it depends on what you compare me to. But the drama I have got involved with can largely be said to come from two sources. The first is drama I bring upon myself due to believing someone else has misinformed or caused harm to others. I then seek to correct the other creator for the benefit of my viewers, and to perhaps selfishly silence the guilt I feel for not having pursued a career where I more directly help others. I additionally hate anything that I feel is treating others unfairly, and I will often pick small fights related to such things, even if they're not particularly meaningful to anyone else. Of course, I'm not perfect. I often don't go about doing this in a good way. Such situations can make me quite angry, and this can inspire me to assume that the other person is acting out of malice rather than simply out of error. This can inspire me to make judgments about other creators that are entirely unwarranted. You could say that I frequently forget to apply Hanlon's razor, never ascribe to malice that which can be adequately explained by incompetence. The second source of drama for me is when I feel I need to explain why I've behaved as I have. Even this video fits into this category. I despise not being understood and being perceived as something that I don't believe I am. 
Anytime I'm criticized by anyone, I want to give an accounting for myself, explain why I believe I acted as I did, and whether or not I consider my actions to be justified. I do not like pretending to be something that I'm not. I am very forthright about who I am, often to a fault as I tend to overshare personal details about myself. None of us fully understand ourselves. We are biased in our assessment and at times others can know us better than we actually know ourselves. If I am not who I think I am, I want to know. An understanding of self is important to me. I not only reflect on my impact on those around me, but I do my best to leave people better off for an association than they were prior. I won't always succeed. I can be emotional just like anyone else and I will wrong people, but I will always try my damnedest to right any wrong I've become convinced I've caused. The things that you call drama and that I will also occasionally call drama just for expediency are things I am passionate about and care for. The list of videos that I have to create are over a hundred long. I have an astronomical amount of things that I could be doing that would be better for my business than making these videos. I engage in this form of content for non-business reasons. I came to YouTube and begun my career here discussing political, social, philosophical, and religious topics. I pursued education in community services, psychology, and even criminology in part out of a desire to help others lead better lives and to assist them in warding off the forms of intense sadness that were pervasive throughout my early life. I already have fame and wealth. I don't exactly avoid increasing either, but rarely is either the root cause of my actions. Only two things stimulate my life, helping others and creating things that I and others can enjoy. If I can do both at the same time, as I feel like I've done with this series, it's a match made in heaven. I hope you enjoy the rest of the videos in this series. They are a pain to make, but I hope they do some good. Be sure to like and subscribe. Also leave a comment if you have something on your mind. My feed gives them to me from all over my channel. It doesn't matter how old the video is. I wish you all the best.